Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self-builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self-Build Magazine. So we have Fergal McAdam from Neptune. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. So tell us what you do. So you are you provide in terms of the interior design aspect, let's say. What does an interior designer do? How do you get involved in a project, mm -hmm. in a self-built project, let's say a new build project? So we have a whole co home concept store. We've got one in Fermanagh and we've got one in Belfast. And what we find is a lot of people need a lot of help with their projects. And the starting point of a project is the scope, then the time frame, and then the budget. And we really find that people struggle with the scope of their project. So what we help them do is define that and get that written out in a piece of paper, and that really helps them understand exactly what they need to do, when they need to do it, and how much it's going to cost. And most people find that really helpful. And so how does that compare to the work of an architect, say? What would the difference be? Would an architect do that that's as well? a That's a great question. <laughs> that is a really good question. So what we find is there are some architects that offer and have the ability to consider a whole home and all the aspects of that. There are also some architects that design a shelter, four walls and a roof. Where we step in is we understand how people move around the space. We understand the social aspects of it. We understand the lights. We understand how to reveal something interesting when you open a door. We understand natural light. And so we bring all of that together. We bring the, the idea that a home should be a sociable, great place that enhances the way you live. Mm -hmm. And I'm absolutely convinced that good design improves the quality of your life. Some architects do it well, not all. <laughs> so do you step on toes sometimes a bit when you're brought on board if 
Like, when would people bring you on board? Would it be because they're struggling with their architect, or would they just come on board, ask you to come on board because they want an interior design flair in the house? Like, what's what would be the common scenario of people coming to you? So, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, we, we've been doing this for more than 10 years now, and, and I'm a very diplomatic person, so we never step on anybody's toes. We're very, very careful with people. And, sorry, what's the rest of the question? Just, just how, like, what kind of profile the people who come to you? Yeah. What, what's the usually? Who are they? And like, at what stage of their project are they at? Yeah. Is it usually? Do you do a lot of firefighting, or are you really involved at the design stage? Yeah. So a lot of people will come when they're still working through plans. So they they may be at pre-planning stage, and we love speaking to people at that stage because what that actually allows us to do is to influence some of the design aspects of the house, and we we working really closely with the client and in most of the instances all we're doing is drawing the information out of their heads but we have the right questions to ask and we understand how to get what they want from their project and then we can influence that and show them how to get that and it's really uh, it's the most rewarding thing in the world when you can take people on that journey and then we get to see the whole design process we get to see the build we get to see the finished product at the end but you get to see the delight on people's faces when that all comes together and they're living in an amazing space. And in terms of cost then, isn't it a bit of a luxury to to hire an interior designer? How much more does it add to the project? Mm -hmm. Is it a percentage fee generally or? Well, in in our stores, uh, we, we charge 150 pounds. Now, if you consider in terms of what people spend on their interiors, that's nothing. We think that the process should be very consultative and 150 pounds, that spend basically means that every element that you put into your home is well considered. So you get mood boards, etc., etc. So it's well considered, so you're not wasting money on a rogue piece of furniture that you just loved, you bought on impulse, and then it doesn't fit into the room and you think oh what am I going to do with that green and yellow chair you know you have to find a place for it in a bedroom or something so I think that 150 pounds gets you your project plan and it gets you your budget and we know that we're working within your project your budget your scope so then would you also provide a sort of project management service to help with installation yeah absolutely so in terms of um, a recent project we finished, um, we were there to break down walls, rebuild areas of the house, um, redesign the room space, install a kitchen, uh, install the furniture, install the curtains, and then we took all of our accessories down and completely dressed the space as well. So that was a kitchen, living, dining room, and the client saw it and were so delighted they've um, asked us to do the rest of the house now. So how does it work in terms of the project management aspect? You would, you you have your own tradespeople that you can suggest, is it? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So we work, we work very closely. We have um, a very high standard of finish in our showroom, uh, and we we've we've built 25 showrooms in the last number of years. So. We have a lessons learned process that we go through for every build mm -hmm. and we document that in what we call our finishing manual. Our finishing manual now runs to thousands of pages. So 
the level of detail that we go into really it, it then filters through to what we do in our clients homes and I only use tradespeople that I've personally used myself so I know the individuals and I know that when they go into somebody's house they do it to a really high standard they do it to my standard and so you would cost a project then from all of these trades for the homeowner and give yeah. them a, a, an estimate. Yeah, we, we bring in. It's really as much or as little as the homeowner wants to do because what we find sometimes is they have a, you know, they have a relation who's a great plumber or they have a relation who will do their floor for them. So we, we work with them and we, again, define the project, understanding what the homeowner can do themselves, and then we just simply complement that. Right, okay. And then in terms of, I suppose, the top three interior design tips you mentioned all these uh, your your thousand page document and all your lessons learned what are the top pitfalls let's say that homeowners uh, you'd warn homeowners against I, I think a lot of homeowners don't as I was saying in the beginning they don't consider that this is a project and they don't take the time to even write down what they want to achieve that's key to getting anything well planned and, and well executed. So, number one, write down the scope of your project. Budget is really important for everybody. So carefully consider your budget. When you're going to buy a car, you know how much you're going to spend on the car. The same is true when you're doing your home. And then everybody want, has a deadline of some sort. So it may be we must be there before Christmas. Well, if that's true, then you need to maybe start in September or July or whenever. So getting all the different elements of the project aligned is so important. So I would just say get the structure in place and you'll have a much easier life. Mm. And any stories you have from having come in on a project where things went wrong and you had to fix them? What kind of... no? Anything well, no, those are always the most enjoyable projects to get involved in. They are the most challenging, but people come to you and you have to be empathetic to those people because, the, you know, they're really struggling. They've been let down somewhere along the line and you're there trying to pick up the pieces. The one thing that I notice is that when you're fair and you're open and you're honest with people, people will be fair and open and honest with you. And um, the people, our customers are... We are so blessed. We are so lucky. We have brilliant people coming to us. And to be fair, we've got a really, really good team as well. So um, I, I spend a lot of time choosing the people that work for me. And they're brilliant. Really good. Really helpful. And so you do kitchen design as well? Yes. Yes. That's so in terms of uh, tips for kitchens, uh, what, would you, what would be the tips in terms of design? Are there any kind of no-nos or things you, ha you have to have in a kitchen or...? So, kitchen design is, is a little passion of mine and there are certain elements that you need in the kitchen. So, we consider what you need and we consider what you want. Now, this, is, this, is, this can be great fun when you're going through a kitchen consultation with clients because, you know, people want different things but do they actually need them? And we always get uh, interesting conversations in couples because maybe they consider different things. So we have a lot of fun when we go through the design process. We put all the ideas on the table. We talk about what's a really good idea and what's a bad idea. And we get rid of all the bad ones. And then we distill the good ones down to the essence of the design that gives you, hopefully, well, everything that you need and hopefully a beautiful kitchen at the end. 
So what's the process uh, in terms of the design and build of a kitchen? Can you walk us through the, the elements? So at the, the design has to happen quite early on for the services, is it? I think it's really important whilst you can still move windows and doors. To, so at a very early stage in the build, if we can get in at that point, we can, we can turn what could be an okay kitchen into an amazing space. So starting at that point is really important. Sorry, what's the rest of your question? And then, and then, how does it work for oh, like yeah. when does yeah, yeah when you come mm. in in terms mm. of building it? Yeah. Well? So then we have the first consultation. First consultation, what we try to do is paint a picture in the in the client's mind of what elements are going to be in that space and how we're going to achieve it. Mm -hmm. The first consultation will also allow us to come up with a a budget. Uh, so the client is informed very early on of the potential spend, potential cost of the the kitchen. Second consultation is when we have it on CAD. So we got the computer-aided design done and that brings everything to life. It's photorealistic and clients love it. Generally, the first consultation is so comprehensive that they agree to pretty much everything in the second consultation. And then you start the process of the basically the purchasing process and tying in with the time frame on the project for the, for the build or for the installation. So then obviously we've got our own uh, team of fitters and we have a delivery company that does a white glove service they deliver into the room the fitter is then scheduled to arrive the following day uh, I do think we've got the best fitters in Northern Ireland they're outstandingly good outstandingly good and uh, they go in and generally speaking touching wood we don't really have snag lists we we're pretty comprehensive in our approach Okay, and in terms of time frames then, how long do these different processes take? So we've been asked, we, we normally ask customers to give us 12 weeks. However, some customers have got pressing time frames and from time to time we get it done in a month or less. Right. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And the design process generally takes how long? Is that just a matter of a couple of weeks? Normally a couple of weeks, but some projects are more complicated, more complex. But generally speaking, we can knock out everything in two weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And in terms of kitchens, then, in terms of the materials that you would use in a kitchen, is, yes. is it true to say that all carcasses are the same? And then it's a question of finishing it off with nice things on top. Fantastic question. <laughs> I promise I didn't pay her to ask this one. <laughs> really good question. So, first of all, we don't talk about carcasses in Neptune. We actually don't know what carcasses are, in okay, fact. Yes, we only talk about cabinets. Okay. So... 
because we manufacture every piece of furniture that's in our showroom, we make all of our sideboards, all of our tables, all of our sofas and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so all we're doing for our kitchen cabinetry is adapting the freestanding cabinetry to mm -hmm. become kitchen cabinetry. So the quality of our kitchen cabinets is identical to the quality of a freestanding free piece. Mm -hmm. So we put it all together. We don't use any chipboard or any MDF in the manufacture. So it's all solid wood and the standard is honestly extremely high. Right, but the cost as well? <laughs> um, people are pleasantly surprised, very pleasantly surprised. So obviously I would go through a benchmarking process with our competitors. When I go through that process, I know that we're uh, honestly significantly more cost effective. A lot of people, when they go through the design process with us, are shocked that we can supply the level of quality at the price that we do. Right. And, uh, and in terms of the worktop finishes, is there a worktop that's better than another? Is, is it better to have wood or is it better to have marble? Or yeah. what's, what are the options and what are the pros and cons? It, the, the options are obviously infinite. So uh, we're doing a really interesting project at the moment and I'm working with a lady who wants a very industrial feel. So we're going to use the slate top from an old snooker table to do her kitchen worktop. She loves the fact that we're going to have the, uh, the corner pockets integrated into the side of our kitchen island. You know, so this is a big buzz for her. This is the look she wants and this is the look that we're, well, we, to be fair, we suggested it. So um, she just thinks it so complements what she's trying to achieve and she's going for it. Right. So we can go from something like slate. Obviously, we can do all the different woods. And then when you use something like a, a man-made quartz, colors are infinite the finishes we can do lots of different types of finishes and then we can do the real stone i have a personal love of carrera marble and you know i have that in the showroom too so right depends on the client and uh, let's say if someone wants a wood worktop are there some woods that are better than others or another really good question you've done a lot of research into kitchens so <laughs> In, what I, I try to advise clients is, I, I advise clients on the basis of what I would do in my own home. And I have had wooden worktops in houses that I've brought previously, and it needs maintenance. Wood and water don't really work well together. So if you're prepared to put the work in, and you love the texture and the warmth of the wood, it's a beautiful product, but it needs maintenance. Most people that come into us are hard-working families and they want a low-maintenance kitchen. And in th those instances, or most instances, we advise them to go for something like man-made quartz, which gives you really hard-wearing, durability, hard stain, and just, just an easy product to live with. Right. And then anything else about kitchens? Any tips, watch points for self-builders? I think that the, the design process is really key, just nailing the design process, getting it, uh, understanding the different perspectives in the room, understanding how with a little bit of imagination you can turn a, a, a utilitarian space into a space which is really amazing. Getting that right early on is key and, and will we'll inspire you. And uh, the island is the other common questions about kitchens, is mm -hmm. that what are the 
when can you have an island and when should you not have an island is the question yeah i mean islands can be very useful in terms of the workflow in the kitchen and i come from um, an industrial manufacturing background i worked in industry for 28 years before i got into this industry so i'd be very aware of lean manufacturing techniques and strangely enough i bring those into kitchen design so i look at the workflow in the kitchen and an island can really help reduce the space between different elements of the kitchen so that, that you're cutting down on the amount of walking you have to do around the place. But it all depends on the space and uh, there's lots of, uh, let's demystify kitchen design for a second. In many instances, it's blocks of Lego that you're placing on a board. We're just making sure that it works well and aesthetically really pleasing. But if we can if we can do that in a way which enhances how a family live together, that's when it's great. That's when it comes together. So do you need a minimum distance maybe from the worktop to the island? Would you say you'd need like a meter, 900? So, or? so my favorite design tools are two tape measures. Yeah. And I like to give people real context on what they are doing and what's real to them. So in our showroom, if we have a small amount of space in the plan to place an island, um, what I do is I show them exactly that space on the tape measure and I ask them if they're comfortable and if they're comfortable with that amount of space, then it works for them. We make sure that doors don't clash or drawer fronts don't clash, but if it's comfortable for the client, then that's how we should make it. Um, so we're careful about rules, but everybody's an individual and some of our clients are six foot five and some are five foot one mm -hmm. you know so let's work with the people to get it right for them and then the the question of sinks so belfast mm -hmm. sinks versus stainless steel and what other options are there like what's what's your advice in general on those? mostly most of our clients would use um, belfast sinks some would use stainless steel sinks obviously there are lots of other options out in the market composite sinks and so on a lot of people are going for something that's durable, something that will last a long time and look good. And we love Belfast sinks. We love Belfast sinks in our showroom. And um, and it's you know it's the form of it. It looks great. It feels great. It looks good in the space, but also the functionality of it. It takes a lot of stuff. And if you can get a double Belfast sink in, you've got a space for storing some dirty dishes and then rinsing them through before they go into the dishwasher so yeah I like Belfast and they're not too hard don't they they have a reputation for chipping your plates and things that composite is better would you not agree with that unless yeah. you're very clumsy maybe yeah well you know people talk to me about this a lot and we have in our staff kitchen we use a Belfast sink and there are pros and cons of everything and the individual has to wear those up so composite sinks can show watermarks really, really easily. Belfast sinks are less inclined to do so. So, you know, there's always a trade-off. There's a trade-off in price as well. And when we go through the design process, we talk about all of those things and just make sure the client is fully informed so they're making a really good decision for themselves. And, uh, and then fridges and appliances in general, would you hide them? Are you a proponent of hiding them behind or or would you just leave them on show I suppose it depends on the type of kitchen but it really general, yeah, yeah it really does depend on type of kitchens I quite like the French style uh, fridge freezers now the ones with the drawers on the bottom and the two doors 
just the functionality again is great. Now, we can put those, we can build cabinetry around those so that they complement the space. And um, I don't mind having them on show. We can do integrated, of course, but busy working families, let's make life easy for them. So, you know, something like the French style fridge freezer is great. Brilliant. Anything else in terms of tips and advice for self builders and your line of work that we haven't covered? I think, well, probably from this interview, you can tell I studied uh, project management in my, <laughs> in my past yeah. and I'm just all over the project side of things. So, you know, just define your project. And if you sit down with a piece of paper, write down all the things that you want to achieve and just structure it, that will be a great help to you. It Very will really help. Yeah. And I suppose we didn't cover lighting. Did, yes. you, did you have some advice to give on that? Or? So normally we look at lighting in terms of four or five different zones. So what we do is we look at what we're doing in the ceiling in terms of spotlights and things like that. And we want to bring those spotlights into a place in the kitchen that really help, helps highlight where the work is done. Um, then we look for pendant lights. So pendant lights can enhance the spotlights, but in most instances they create a focal point. And normally we keep low voltage bulbs in the pendants, which just give a nice glow. It's a warmth, it's a, it's a space enhancing light. Then we look at wall lights in different areas of the kitchen, which can emphasize something like a lovely picture on the wall, or they can frame a door. We look at table lamps, which can create a mood in a different space so you might have a snug off your kitchen where you've got like a nice sofa and a nice uh, coffee table where you sit if you've got time and read the Sunday newspapers and have a nice scone or something <laughs> like that uh, I don't really have that much time anymore but that can create a lovely ambiance in that part of the room and then lastly we look at LED lights which maybe uh, we like um, the uh, the soft LED lighting so again it's the kind of thing that you can set up on a separate circuit and each of these elements should be on separate circuits, by the way. So if you put that on a separate circuit, you can create an atmosphere for the morning, for throughout the day, and for the evening. And as most people are living in kitchen dining living spaces now, it's so important to get that right. So important to get that right. And would you, how do you control those just from light switches on the wall or is everything now on your phone even for light you know switches? that's not an area that I've got into so um, right. so there's home automation pe people here at the show and and those guys can do everything from a phone uh, you know yeah. they're, they're gonna have a headset <laughs> scene and they're gonna just think it and it lights gonna come on but um, I leave that to the professionals I just suggest where the light should be what kind of lighting they should use and um, then if they're engaged with a home automation specialist then great yeah super I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? No, uh, come to the uh, <laughs> Neptune in Fermanagh or in the Ormo Bakery in Belfast. Great stuff. Thanks. Thank you very much. That's it for this Self Build Plus podcast episode. Tune in next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And make sure to explore everything Self Build Plus has to offer. The Self Build Plus journey guides you through the process of building and home improving. The Self Build Plus forum allows you to share and learn from other self-builders. While the Self Build Plus videos and our Self Build Plus virtual events are packed with information and advice. With self-build, stop dreaming, start building.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.